Welcome to episode 9 of The Pocket. This week, we will be covering coaching stereotypes across all of the sports. It's Madison, it's Parker, and this is The Pocket. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, episode 9, finally uploading on a consistent basis again. Yeah, this has been a little bit easier for us. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Alright, so, uh, Madison, why don't you start us off with the uh, off-topic takes? Alright, my off-topic take is pretty light, but it's that superhero movies are boring. I don't like superhero movies i don't like marvel or dc or iron man or spider-man or whatever it is i'm just not a fan man that's i mean i'm not wild about them like i don't know everything about like you know the marvel universe or whatever but i don't think they're bad i'm definitely not caught up caught up on them but i don't know i can understand where you're coming from though yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that many, but of the ones that I have seen, I'm just not a fan. I think they're the boring. I think they're all pretty much the same. Ooh, hot take right there. Well, there you go. What's your hot take? Um, now, this one's going to be heavier, I think, for Madison at least. Okay, so when we were growing up, there was three big channels of kids' television shows. Disney Channel... Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. And I'm here to say that growing up, in my opinion, Nickelodeon overall was the best of the three. Here's why. Nickelodeon, for starters, gave us Spongebob. That's one of the greatest kids' shows to have ever come out. Period. Um, They also had great shows like Hey Arnold and... um, Fairly Odd Parents, which specifically Fairly Odd Parents, I remember growing up and enjoying a whole bunch. And now, compared to shows like Wizards of Waverly Place, I liked stuff like iCarly and Victorious a lot more than I liked Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and, um, you know, Wizards of Waverly Place. And then also, Disney Channel didn't have a whole lot of cool animated shows. Phineas and Ferb was pretty good, but other than that, I really can't think of like too too many that I would say top stuff like The Fairly Odd Parents and SpongeBob. Uh, I don't understand that at all. Because like all of those animated shows like they didn't have like a story. Like you could jump in at any point in time to The Fairly Odd Parents and like watch it like if you watch a rerun or you watch a new one exactly because no, as a kid no. with a short attention span like me i didn't need a complex story oh Uh-oh, also you what? know what else came on nickelodeon that did have a complex story that spanned the whole season what? avatar the last day nobody cares about avatar the last day or that is such a great whatever. show whatever nobody cared about that was, show okay well you know what i cared about that you show know, no you know what people did care about who hannah montana was gonna end up with that's what people cared about. That's why we tuned in. Uh, there was like a little brief stint where I was into Hannah Montana, but that was 
also pretty short. I can say I definitely watched my fair share of, like, Spongebob and Fairly Odd Parents compared to Hannah Montana. Yeah, I mean, I watched those things too, but, like, whenever the new Hannah Montana was dropping, like, I was there. I was Like, not. I was ready. I can't I say the same here. No, you're wrong. Okay, well, I'm actually Disney right. Chan- no, Disney Channel is obviously the better network. I mean, I'm going to have to agree to disagree right no, there. that is so wrong. Ugh, whatever. That's just because you're a boy. Oh, uh, whatever. No, this is a serious debate. We're going to do a poll on our Instagram. Because now okay. I'm curious. I'm telling you, Nickelodeon's going to win. Okay, if most of our followers are boys, then probably, because all y'all are dumb, and you care about dumb stuff like Avatar. I bet you like the movie Avatar 2, the blue people. What's wrong with that boy? See? The only thing that I think is bad about that movie is that it's long. Yeah, so is the Titanic, and it is a million times better than Avatar. No, I haven't even seen Titanic. Oh my god. You uncultured swine. I will give a quick shout out to Cartoon Network for bringing me reruns of Scooby-Doo, but that's about all they had in my opinion. I didn't didn't even watch Scooby-Doo. Like, the cartoon. Like, I watched the movies with the real people, but that's about it. I watched both, and I loved both. Loved the show. Mm, No. Disney Channel? 2000s Disney Channel is where it's at. Whatever, I'm telling Lizzie you. Lizzie McGuire, even Steven, the Proud family. The Proud family just announced that they're coming to Disney Plus. I am so excited. You don't even, are you looking at me like you don't know what the Proud family is? Are you kidding me? I never watched that. Oh my, okay, well, we're gonna watch it, so buckle up, cowboy. Because it's gonna happen. Don't daggum at me. All I'm saying is that iCarly and Victorious could whoop Hannah Montana's butt any day. That, mm, that is the... That is so untrue. Also, the person who created all that stuff was like a weird pedophile. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, he still made a really good TV show. Ooh, it was all just like random crap. At least Hannah Montana had a storyline that was emotional and like made you want to do stuff and taught you lessons. You know what, side note, the thing about, uh, oh god, whatever his face was, the weird pedophile. Schneider? Yes, that guy. If you ever like go back, I mean, growing up, it didn't matter because, you know, we didn't notice this guy's weird stuff that he just inserted to Nickelodeon shows, you know. But, like, if you ever, like, go back and, like, watch some of the stuff that, like, you know, <laughs> he created, it is really, really weird. It is kind of creepy. Like, looking back on it, yeah, it's kind of creepy. But when I was growing up, I always thought it was better. I mean, when he did Zoe 101, that was good because Zoe 101 had a storyline. Like, we just wanted Zoe and Chase to end up together, you know? Yeah, I guess. That's the point. We just want them to end up together. Okay, whatever. Um, you are. You Cosgrove tops Miley Cyrus. Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, especially uh, now. <laughs> oh, my. Mm-mm. You are so wrong. Okay. You, did Miranda Cosgrove marry Liam Hemsworth? No, no, she didn't. Yeah, well, did Miranda Cosgrove go mentally insane, chop off all her hair, and wear um a sex toy on a stage? Okay, well, at least she made she made money. So. 
Okay, well, Miranda Cosgrove is in Despicable Me, so who won here? Uh, but, no, I, think, I don't think that's a good part of your argument. No, that's not a good part of my argument. Anyways, Nickelodeon tops Disney Channel. I'm sorry, everybody, but it is facts. Okay, whatever. I'm not just mad. We're just, we have to end the podcast here. Okay, bye, guys. I'm too mad to continue. Oh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll have a fist fight real quick. We'll, we'll come back whenever we tell you who wins. Yeah, it'll be me. All right, well, we're back. I won that one, so... Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, we didn't even go anywhere. Okay, whatever. All right, I think um, we've talked about my winning argument for a little bit too long. I've got a persuasive speech coming up. Maybe I should do it on that. <gasps> okay, that, I like, low-key would be, like, kind of smart. Okay, but anyways, anyways let's <laughs> we're getting too deep, we're getting too deep. Carrying on, our main topic of today is that we want to talk about the different coaching stereotypes, which is something that we brought up last time, and just have a fun little episode about that. But before we get into it, some news that's really popping right now is Tom Brady. Yeah, so as most of y'all probably know, Tom Brady, who has been with the Patriots for the past 20 years, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. has... He's up for free agency this year. Now, what does that mean? That means that he's no longer tied down by the Patriots. And if he so chooses, he can get a contract for a different NFL team. Um, So there's been a lot of debate. uh, Basically wondering, what is he going to do? Some people are speculating that he might actually free agent for once since he's spent you know the last 20 seasons of his career with Belichick at in New England but a lot of people are like well that's dumb why would he leave the Patriots with his you know winning combination he's gotten six Super Bowl titles with the Patriots three of them he got MVP exactly so I think Madison and I, we've come to a consensus, and this is the Pocket Sports official prediction of what Tom Brady is going to do. Hit us with it. He will stay with New England. (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? Do you really think he's going to free agent? Like, actually? He's just going to turn his butt right back around to the Patriots. Like, Yeah, that's what I think. Um, I read that... He can't start actually negotiating with other teams until March 16th because that's when, like, all their legal period ends and stuff. And then the new NFL league year begins on the 18th. I don't really know what the difference means in those two. Um, I think that that just means that Brady has to talk to Belichick and they have to work everything out before the 18th. I think that's the difference in the two. Um... You know, I I just can't imagine him leaving, especially after last season where they didn't perform super high. Or I mean, like, that's the argument that people are making, though. They're saying that because he didn't perform super high, that he wants to leave and go somewhere where he can. But, I mean, he's, like, 40. He's going to be 43 this year. And I just don't see why you would go try to start, ba- I mean, not from the ground up because he's Tom Brady, but, like, Start from the ground up with a new coach, with a new teammate, with new players, like, um, you know, coordinators, all of that. I just don't 
understand why you would do that. Yeah, I mean, either he's, you know, in football years, 43 is getting pretty ancient. Like, yeah, really you know, is. Once you hit your 40s, it be basically becomes speculation on how much longer you've got in your career. And at this point, he's set up, you know, such a strong connection with the Patriots, for starters. His best chance to end off his career with a Super Bowl win, which most people are speculating that once he gets his next title, that's when he's dipping. There's no way he's got enough. I don't know. I, I, I know he's a strong player, but I just don't know, as far as his age goes, if he's got that oomph to literally go to a whole new team and wait a couple of seasons for him to win a new title with a new team. Yeah, I agree. I just don't really see it happening. Um, NBC Sports did report that some of Tom Brady's representatives have met with the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Colts, which aren't even, like, super good teams at that point. But everyone is saying and hoping that he'll go over to the Titans because that's who the Patriots lost to in wild card. How funny would that be? If you think about it, him and Derrick Henry, that could be a wild combo there. But then everybody would just know to go after the both of them. I really think that it's in Tom Brady's best interest to stay with the Patriots. Now, if he leaves, that means my main man, Jared Stidham, can get some action. But... That's <laughs> true. I would... Honestly, the only reason why I would care about the Patriots is if Tom Brady does leave. But, you know, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm flipping through some stuff right now just trying to see. It's literally, like, everyone's like, if Tom Brady left, where would he go? Like, I think everyone's just, like, the fact that it's an opportunity is what's fooling everyone. Because, like, Drew Brees technically was up for free agency this year. And he made a TikTok <laughs> to announce that he's not, he's going to stay with the Saints. Of all things. I think, well, I think he announced it on his Instagram. And then the Saints TikTok account made a TikTok. But still. That's so, like, really But everyone knew that Drew Brees was going to do that. And everyone thought they knew Tom Brady was going to do that. But here we are, and I think everyone's just a little confused. Here's my theory. I think he hasn't come out and said anything like Drew Brees has. Well, one, if Drew Brees was doing what Tom Brady is doing right now, New Orleans would be in a panic. Oh, so There would true. be bar fights up and down Bourbon Street. Now, I think Tom Brady is just doing it, honestly, just for the meme. So he can just be like, ha-ha, you know. Joke's on you. I made you think that I was going to go to the Titans or something. Of course, I'm staying with the Patriots. Like, yeah. I think he... I think probably just for, like, publicity. Yeah, it's probably they, just a PR move, honestly. Yeah. Kind of like uh, the the Hulu commercial. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So, like, it, it's just more PR for Tom Brady. I really don't see him going anywhere else. The Titans are going to have to fork over a buttload of money, or anywhere for that matter are going to have to fork over a buttload of money, money to um, get him to probably even just consider leaving. 
Because I think at this point in his career, it's not really about the money. It's about ending on a high note. And honestly, we're going to have to figure out, you know, is he going to go chase a big deal or is he going to, you know, end on a high note? Yeah, I just don't see him going anywhere, but moving right along into our coach stereotypes. Ooh, okay, yeah, this is kind of fun. We've kind of been pondering on this for a little bit. I guess, what sport should we start off first? I'll start off with volleyball, just because I know more about volleyball coaches than you do, I think. Just By in this sense. Because I don't even know that much. But basically what we're doing here is we're just talking about how certain, like, how there's such, there's only two or three types of coaches in each sport, and how those coaches dress and act and what it says about their personality, really. We're just having, like, a fun little time, you know. We're at this weird point in the seasons where we're waiting for basketball to end so we can talk about it. We're waiting for gym to end so we can talk about it. We're waiting for the NFL combine to end. If that doesn't give you a hint about what next week's podcast is about. (laughs) Oops, spoiler alert. So, we're just doing this for a little fun little segment. But yeah, volleyball coaches. From what I know, well, there's three types of volleyball coaches. There's male volleyball coaches, there is boss lady volleyball coaches, and volleyball coaches that dress like they're college students. <laughs> so when they're the male ones, which is like probably, uh, I don't know, 40% of volleyball coaches in NCAA, they all dress like, you know, just athletic polo and like khakis or whatever but then you have some boss lady volleyball coaches like laurie corbell at texas a&m who dressed like a boss lady like she's in the high heels she's in the dress pants running around while these girls are playing volleyball and then you have people like coach floyd at lsu who's so so tall she's like seven feet tall not really but she's way taller than me whenever i interviewed her wearing like khaki shorts or Nike shorts and like an athletic tank top. That's so wild. It's so I just I don't understand it, and I don't know. I never. I the only volleyball coach I've ever had interaction with is Coach Flory, but she coached so much like a mom, like in a good way, in a good way, in a good way, in a good way. Well, like well, her daughter was like actually on the team, so I guess that gave her a heads up as to why she coached like a mom. But she was just like. I don't want to say laid back because she wasn't, but it was a very good balance of, like, teaching them and, like, showing them the right way while also being, like, a very authoritative person. So, that's my take on volleyball coaches. Did she threaten to not buy the McDonald's if they didn't win the game afterwards? <laughs> no, but she did talk a lot about their grades. Ooh, T. So. That's a real mom move right there. <laughs> but Madison mentioned... The boss lady coach. Now, this is just like, I don't know, this is one of my favorite stereotypes for coaches because the boss lady just, you know, kind of creeps itself into a handful of different sports, mostly basketball, uh, which in general, basketball coaches are very nicely dressed. But, uh, and then in gymnastics, and then volleyball. The boss lady, like she was saying, they are typically wearing heels or wedges of some sort. 
Um, they don't wear dresses. They wear like the pantsuits with yeah, like the uh-huh. with like blazers or like a really nice looking blouse. And then they normally have like you know big old mom earrings sometimes. You know. Yeah. And that's what they always look like. They they look like boss ladies. They're there to, like, go to a PTO meeting at, like, 3 o'clock and then coach their basketball game at 5. But I can tell you, uh, as somebody who went to a lot of women's basketball games uh, last season, I don't think I ever saw a women's basketball coach that was not doing the boss lady type look. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of anything else other than that. Sometimes they're like a weird like soccer mom boss lady hybrid, but like when I say soccer <laughs> mom, yeah, but like when I say hybrid, it's like they look like a mom coach, but they're still wearing like heels and stuff. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's so funny. Like when when I made the McDonald's joke, there was one basketball game. It was one of the it was one of the smaller teams that we played. It looked like the mom had like a or the coach. If you, already calling her mom. Yeah, if you, the coach looked like, you know, she had a big minivan and drove all of her girls there. Like, right. that's what she looked like. She had, like, the big, like, mom sunglasses sitting on her forehead the whole time. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, but <laughs> basketball lady coaches, all of them are, to some degree, a boss lady. Yeah, but, like, also, they're so like, adamant about it, I guess is, I don't know if that's the right word to say, but, like, just watching them run up and down the court with their high heels on, like, they just look like bosses. Yeah, they look like they're about to fire somebody, like, honestly. Yeah, that's it. They look like CEOs. <laughs> it is so crazy how, like, that much power can come from the way that you look, but that's literally how they look. Like, I would be scared to talk to any of them. Yeah, if you're still kind of having, like, a hard time visualizing like, what exactly we're talking about. If you've ever, like, seen a picture of, like, Hillary Clinton or, like, okay, Elizabeth Warren. Come on, with the, the pantsuits and stuff. No, you know okay, they're look, young. Okay. Well, anyways. And then, like I was saying, they are also in the gymnastics world. Now, for the most part, in the gymnastics world, there's always the male coach and then there's the boss lady coach. Now, we've already covered the boss lady coach, you know. Yeah, Alabama's gymnastic coach is, like, one of the boss lady coaches example. of the gymnastics. World. Yeah, and then a great example for uh, boss lady for basketball, Auburn's coach Flo. That's just, like, premium yes. boss lady. But, so, you know, that one, uh, Alabama's coach, like she said, for gymnastics, very boss lady-ish. But then also, on the flip side... And there's the male gymnastics coach. And I don't know about you guys, but it's I feel like it's specifically for gymnastics. Whenever I see a male gymnastics coach, I get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I always get creeped out. And, you know, maybe it's because of the scandal that happened a year or so ago. But just in general, like, I feel like they're just kind of creepy looking. Yeah, I mean... Like, I'm sure they're nice people. No, I'm <laughs> sure they are. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, you see these guys, and they're out here with this, uh, you know, group of scantily clad um, gymnasts on a floor. And, you know, 
you know, you know they're qualified, right? Or they wouldn't be coaching and leading these girls to as many, you know, wins as they have or whatever in some cases. But at the same time, it's just like a little off-putting, you know? Yeah. And then you have the one case of the grandma, which is Dee Dee, bro. Yeah, she's an exception. Obviously, <laughs> there's there's always exceptions, but that's that's Dee a good Bro's exception. exception. I love Dee Dee. But getting more into the meat, you want to talk about... Let's go to basketball. I mean, no, let's go to baseball, actually. Let's do baseball. Oh, uh, yeah. So, in baseball, there's one type of head coach at baseball. <laughs> it is... An older guy, like, 50s, 60s up, and they always have a full head of, like, gray or white hair. Like, that's how old they are. And, uh, you know, quick comment about what they wear. They always wear, you know, the team uniform. Yeah, and we were talking about that last time. Like, and we're talking, like, I'm talking, like, the pants with the jersey tucked in with the little belt with the cleats, like... Literally, exactly like all the players. With the baseball cap and all that stuff. Well, that's depending on. That's like 50-50. Yeah. But it's just so funny to me because, you know, you see all these, you know, baseball players. They look like baseball players. They have their little uniforms on or whatever. And then you look at, and you look over in the dugout, and there's like a 70-year-old man. He's like, you know, crouching over, kind of like looking at these guys chewing gum or something wearing the exact same thing as them and it's I don't know I kind of like that the baseball coaches wear what the players wear but now that I'm thinking about it that is the literally the only sport where you the coach could wear the same thing as the players if you really think about it like football players like the coach it, it would just look weird if you know some fat old guy in his 50s was wearing, you know, a jersey with his name on the back of it, you know? Like, I couldn't imagine Nick Saban walking around with, like, a red <laughs> jersey that says Saban on the back, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, I couldn't see, you know, gymnastics coaches walking around in leotards. Well, I obviously not. And, like, could you imagine, like, Will Wade or Bruce Pearl in a basketball jersey? Like, baseball as far as I'm concerned, is like one of the only sports to where the coach can wear the same thing as a player and it look totally normal. I mean, I don't think it looks that normal, but maybe that's just me. I think that it's weird. I don't like it. But then also continuing off of baseball coaches, like the assistant coaches and all the third, the third base coaches or whatever that are out there on the field with them or whatever, they all look like they graduated college like three years before you did or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and they're out there in like your normal khaki shorts and athletic polos. Yeah, why do they get to be exempt, huh? I don't know. And it's always, like you said, like it's always like a really older head coach and really young assistant and like first or third base coaches. Like, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that's weird. I don't know why they do that. I'm not a fan of it. I think that it's weird. They're like Benjamin buttoning it, you know? Yeah. It's like they're supposed to be as old as the players, but they're not. It's just, I, I don't like it. it yeah, it's a, it's a little weird. I feel like all the baseball coaches are out there setting records for, like, you know, longest coach for being affiliated with a team or, like, longest coach in the SEC or something like that. Like, <laughs> they're old. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just think that it's odd. But moving right along, you were just talking about Will Wade versus Pearl. Basketball coaches. Basketball coaches. Um, I don't know if Madison will agree with me here. Basketball coaches are definitely the best-dressed coaches, in my opinion. Because on the field, uh, all basketball coaches wear super nice attire. You know, women and men basketball coaches. That's true. But male basketball coaches wear tennis shoes most of the time. I know. Well, that's like a new trend. That's like a new thing. And then also, I think it was either December or November of 2019, or it was January. I don't know. In one of the recent months, it's like it's promoting a cause. And that was the reason they were wearing sneakers. I can't remember the cause right now. But that was the purpose. But it's also a trend that they've been doing. Like, I know that Tim Tebow did it back when he was doing, um, not college game day. What's the one that Tim Tebow does? SEC Nation. There you go. <laughs> so, I don't know. I like the trend. I think that it's hip and that it's cool. I'm all about that. And I just think that it makes sense. And then scientifically, I mean, yeah, it just makes sense because, you know, if you've ever walked around on a basketball court, like at your high school, you know that the high school basketball coach is super uptight about, you know, only being able to wear like tennis shoes on the basketball court. I always used to get yelled at by Coach Smith for wearing not tennis shoes on the basketball court. And I'd be wearing, like, Chacos. Like, it's not like I was going to high school in, like, stiletto heels or even wedges. Like, literally wearing my Chacos. And he's like, those aren't allowed. And I'm like, they're literally made for hiking. Like, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> now that I go hiking, I just wear Chacos because they were trendy. That's off topic. But, yeah, I agree. I think they're definitely one of the best dress coaches. Um, you know, they're out there with their suit and tie and they're, Nice little get up, and then they take off their coats, and they're, like, sweating through their plain oh white dress shirts. Oh, my God. See, that's the only reason why I feel like it's unnet. Like, I feel like it would be fine for them. I mean, I guess the whole point of the suit is to cover up the sweaty shirt. Because I was going to say that, like, it would just be fine just to wear your button-up. And, like, I still feel like it would. Like, if you just wore a button-up shirt with, like, you know, nicer pants. Kind of just like boys who go to church. I don't under... We'll get into it in a second. But I do think they're the nicest dressed. I think that goes for all NCAA basketball coaches pretty much. Uh, I can't think of one that doesn't dress like that. Me neither. And like we were saying with the women's basketball coaches, like over all, both, both styles of, or, you know, both men and women's basketball in the NCAA, I cannot think of a single basketball coach. That does not dress nice when they are on the court. Oh, yeah. I take my, what I just said back, I think women's basketball coaches are the best dress. The basketball in general is the best dress sport. I just think yes, the women 100%. <laughs> and also, basketball coaches, huge sweethearts whenever you talk to them. You know, I feel like, I don't know, I see all sorts of interviews with all different know. types of coaches. And they all just seem super nice, but then they get on the court and they are—they absolutely lose their minds. Oh yeah, they're relentless during games. And you'd think football might have that same intensity, but I feel like the only two coaches I can think of off the top of my head that have like the intensity of 
a basketball coach is like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. I feel like they just don't get that intense for the whole duration of a game, like like a men's basketball coach. Yeah, I feel like football coaches like they have their moments wherever like a certain call is made or whatever. But I definitely do agree that basketball coaches get so 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 into it. And they're, like, yelling at their players all the time. I guess it's because, you know, they have to call plays, like, right then and there, and it's all different based on what the other team's going to do. But, like, I don't know. I think they dress really nice. I kind of like it, I guess. And then, you know who I think dresses the worst out of all sports coaches? Football coaches. (laughs) Parker and I have a disagreement on all of this. Wow, second major disagreement of the pod. This oh my goodness, you're right. Okay, well, let's just talk about football coaches first. Basically, all of your football coaches dress like normal people. They are wearing their team polo and, you know, either khaki pants. I don't really think they wear khaki shorts, even if it's hot. They might. I can't remember. Either khaki pants or, like, regular khaki shorts. And then if it's cold, they wear, like, jackets or sweatshirts or hoodies and stuff like that. Some of them were, you know, baseball caps. Um, They're just, like, casual guys. Yeah, but, like, I feel like with just about every other sport, like, they don't even have to be dressed nice, right? But, you know, for the most part, they're wearing, like, sports polos or something. Like, you know, the, the worst dressed football coach I can think of is Belichick. The dude is walking around, like, wearing a hoodie. He looks like... Yeah, do you know how cold it is in New England? It would make more sense for him to wear, like, a sweatshirt or something. He looks like... He's wearing a sweatshirt. He's wearing a hoodie. It's just like a pullover. I don't know. I don't know. They just look tacky to me. For the most watched sport in America, they... I don't know. They look like dads getting ready to home go to Home Depot on a weekend. Okay, but here's what Parker and I disagree with. I don't understand why everyone, or not everyone, I guess it's like 50-50. I don't really know. Maybe we're the only people who talk about this around here. I don't understand why it matters what they're wearing. I don't know. It just, it's what they do for a living, you know? Oh, it just makes sense in my eyes to have some level of professionalism. So you're going to have them standing, you know, in the hot 90-degree Louisiana sun in khaki pants and a button-up top. Yes. What? That doesn't make any sense. Or at sense. least a nicer polo. They're wearing Nike or Under Armour or whoever they're sponsored by polos that they're given. Only sometimes because that is o, not true. Coach O walks around in like a dry fit long sleeve shirt. Yeah, that's Nike because that's who they're sponsored by. Yeah, I mean at least he could upgrade it a little bit. Come on, they don't have long sleeve polos. Okay, yeah, they don't need a long sleeve polo. Like they just, I don't know, just the level of professionalism when it comes to football coaches wear. Just, I don't know. It, it, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it just bugs me. I just think they could dress a little bit nicer. I just... I disagree completely. I don't feel like there's there's no reason for them to dress nice. 
it's not like they're coaching in a professional environment. Like, when they go to, you know, press conferences that aren't post-game press conferences, and when they're doing, like, media days, like, yeah, that makes sense. They should be dressed up then. I understand that. I get that. But, like, when they're on this, like, I don't think that basketball coaches or baseball coaches or anyone should have to dress up either. Like, that's just not the, like, you don't ask construction workers to dress up to go to work. Yeah, because they're not representing something. They're there to Yeah, put... they're representing their company. Yeah, they are. That's, okay, it's different. No, it's not. It's, it's... way different. No, it's, it's the, the type of job. Okay, if you think about it, a coach is in charge of a team. The only person who is on top of the head coach is the either the university or the owner of the football team. Do you Who dresses nice cuz he's the owner. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, but still you're thinking about it. This guy is like the boss of the team. But Do like you an see athletic boss? Like it's like you said with the construction worker, like it's that line of work. Like they don't dress up cuz of the work they do. There's yeah, but no boss point. Is the girl, the ones that are sitting in a desk all day bossing everyone around. Yeah. In and that environment, but, like, it doesn't make sense for coaches to do that. It's not the right environment. They're literally, for the most part, they're casually walking down a field to follow where their that players are. That is not are. true. They're not casually doing anything. They are running. They're sweating. They're outside in the heat or in the freezing cold. Look, I'm telling you. At least they could do is put a collar on no, some of their shirts. That is, you're not, that's wrong. Whatever. I know I'm right there. No, you're not. All right, time for poll number two. Uh, we will do a poll. That is not true. I just think that was dumb. Like The nicest football coaches get is sometimes they wear a sweater vest, and that's, you know, you nice. Bet. You're talking about one coach in particular, and sweater vests are dumb. I can think of, like, I feel like there's he's not the only one. I don't know off okay, the top well, of my head. They, I feel like I've seen it. If you it. don't have proof, then it's wrong. Okay, whatever. Look, I'm just saying, it shouldn't matter. Like, that's, first of all, it's not their main concern what they look like. The whole point is to coach these kids. Or young adults, if we're talking about the NFL. Whatever. I just think that it's dumb. I feel like it, when they're in a professional setting, sure. But a football field or a basketball court or a baseball field or whatever is not a professional setting. It is. No, it is not. We should just call this one the argument pod or whatever. <laughs> Maybe I will. I just... It's not a professional setting. It's not. And that is where we disagree, Even folks. reporters don't, like, wear suit and ties. Do they not? I wear leggings when I go report. I still be getting, you know, respect. Nobody bugs me. And even, like, the, like, actual, like, people who report for, like, a living don't wear button-ups. I mean, if you're going to, like, SEC media days, then, yeah, you do. But if you're going to, like, a press conference, no, you don't. You wear, like, an athletic polo that is unbranded because we're all unbiased reporters here. Are we talking about reporters or are we talking about coaches? It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. Okay, whatever. Like, if you are going to a 9 to 5 job where you are, like, sitting at a desk and you're meeting with clients and you're talking to your boss and, like, CEOs of the company and this, that, and the other, yes, you should dress nice. That makes sense. 
But if you are running up and down the side of a football field, yelling at people and calling plays, it does not make sense for you to be all dressed up. It's just going to ruin your clothes, and you're going to get hot, and it's going to be uncomfortable, and then that's just going to make them more mad. Whatever. Whatever. We're going to have to do a big old poll about this. Or get someone to tell me who's right, because I know it's me. Yeah, whatever. So be looking out for those polls. Except for Dylan Deal. Dylan Deal's going to listen to this, and he's going to vote that they should dress like you say. Yeah, because he's right. Because Dylan Deal started this argument. No, he's not. We'll get him on here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, that argument number two aside, (laughs) there you... Uh, those are kind of the big coach stereotypes. It's just kind of fun to kind of like look at these coaches. All of them kind of follow, you know, a very similar wardrobe, as good or bad as it may be. All of them have a very similar personality and demeanor, especially when they're coaching. It's just kind of fun to look at, you know? Yeah, I agree. But I think that just about wraps up today's pod. We had a lot of, you know... Things that you could DM us about. What do you think about Disney and Nickelodeon? What are some coach stereotypes we didn't mention that you know about? And, of course, should coaches have to dress nice? Specifically football coaches. I'm sure we're going to put some stuff on our Instagram, so be sure to follow us at the Pocket Sports Bar on Instagram. That's where we do most of our social media. But we also have a Twitter. If that's where you like to do your social media, we'll answer you on there. All right. Uh... Also, you know, bless we blessed your ears. We did not babble on about the XFL for once. <laughs> we could have, but we, we could chose have. not to. <laughs> but I'm telling you, next week with the Combine, little sneak peek, they will definitely get mentioned. But uh, I think that about wraps us up, so uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.